What's going on guys? My name is Jeremy Graves. I'm a level three certified CrossFit trainer and former CrossFit affiliate owner. I would like to welcome you to the Elevate Trainer Development Podcast. I've been a full-time trainer for over 10 years now and I've worked with everyone from pro athletes to 90 plus year old seniors. As a member of the CrossFit HQ training staff, I have access to some of the best coaches within our fitness industry. Join us each week as we discuss everything that leads to being a better trainer. We hope you leave educated, inspired, and most importantly, elevated to new heights. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode seven here of the Elevate Trainer Development Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm happy to be back with you guys. We're like, I don't know, a month and a half or so into this. Basically, it's like a worldwide quarantine situation. It's kind of a freaky time, that's for sure. And I think we're all ready for it to be over. Um, But I hope you guys are doing well. And it's good to be talking to you guys again. When we first um, got this whole thing kicked off, we had a we had a series of episodes we were going to release in a certain order, but then obviously we had to do um, a COVID nineteen reaction, where basically we talked about um, some ways you can make it through what's going on in the world right now as a trainer. We did that in episode four. So if you haven't listened um, straight through this and you are a coach right now currently and you're dealing with your gyms being shut down, you're not able to work with your clients one-on-one, in person that is, make sure you go back and you listen to episode four. Um, We try to give a little bit of a game plan there. What we're doing right now is a five-part series where basically we're talking about um, each of the five attributes of a great trainer and we mentioned them in the first episode that we did our introduction episode where we talked about um, we mentioned care and empathy knowledge base sound knowledge base uh, positive attitude continued self-development and have an open mind and um, what we've talked about so far is show care and empathy and having an open mind and I think the having an open mind rolls perfectly into this idea of you need to be continually learning. So continued self-development is going to be what we're going to talk about today. So I look forward to digging into it a little bit. Um, It shouldn't be too long, a relatively short episode, but I'm excited to talk about different ways you can continue to grow and learn. Um, At the end of our last episode, I had mentioned that my wife and I have opened a CrossFit affiliate, and I don't know if I said this or not, but we actually have opened it out of our garage. So it's a bit of a kickback to the original CrossFit days where people ran gyms out of their garage, and I'm super excited about it, and I'm looking for ways to tie in what we talk about on this podcast back into the affiliate ground level and then kick back out what happens at the ground level to the podcast. So it's this big revolving door of content and information that I can hope only helps more people and makes this a little bit more practical. 
I also would like to use it as a bit of a different platform and talk more about um, different elements of the job and the role um, so I can talk more about it uh, as somebody who's running an affiliate and managing multiple athletes, doing group training, doing one-on-one training, programming, all that stuff. Um, one of the directions I'm thinking about taking this is we've talked about doing more than one episode a week. And so I'm thinking about doing this uh, workout Wednesday breakdown where basically we build a workout together step by step what goes into me putting a workout together. I think that'd be interesting um, just to give trainers and coaches some tools um, and show them at least the way I write workouts and break down what I'm going to have an athlete do that day um, as well as um, maybe talking about some more of like the operational elements of running an affiliate even if it's in the garage because like I said it may be in the garage but we're running this thing full on just like you would run any other affiliate I mean we're going to have upwards of 50 people we're working with which is a lot um, especially for one coach in this setting so I'm looking forward to seeing how we can bring some of that information into um, how we work with you guys so um, we'll we'll let you know exactly how we're going to we're going to tie it all together. So we'll, we'll talk more about it. Once the series of the five attributes of a great trainer is over, we're going to talk more about the affiliate and what our plans are for that. So excited about that. So today, um, continued self-development. What does that mean? It basically means we're never done with educating ourselves, even though we might be educating others. And I would like to think that that's a fairly obvious concept. I know in lots of other industries, continuing education is a very common concept. It's it's obvious. Like we know that you're always going to be trying to keep up with what's going on in the industry and staying ahead of the curve in terms of what is um, generally accepted and it sometimes if you just if you stay maybe with what you learned when you were coming up you'll be on the backside of 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 the the curve and we don't want that right we want to always be not that that stuff isn't relevant anymore and that it's not important it's just that you could be missing out on new and improved better ways to get things done um, technology to make your job easier right methods that or make it easier for the clients to understand things or track things it's 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 important and there's a few different ways that I think this comes out number one I think the the biggest mistake that can happen is when a when a trainer gets into the industry on the ground level and they think okay great I've made it and then that's how they work with people um, for a I mean, relatively speaking, uh, you know, a long time, whether it's, uh, we see it happen with, uh, we see it happen at the level ones all the time too. Like somebody goes and gets their level one and before you know it, it's seven years later, they revalidated it, but like they've never done anything else and their only exposure to coaching people is the CrossFit level one course. And while the CrossFit level one course is phenomenal, it, it says it in the name. It is a level one program. It's an introductory program, right? So, for example, if you wanted to drive, you know, NASCAR and you're 16 years old and you go and get your driver's license, 
you're not then going to be able to go just drive a NASCAR on a track, right? There's going to be more classes you need to take, more education, more practice. You need to build up and learn more and more and more. And then eventually one day you'll be able to perform at that high level. If you always just have, you know, what your dad taught you before you went out and took your test and then you took your test, you're going to always be performing at a certain level. So in terms of building your your skills as a coach, you need to always be looking for more information. Never be satisfied. And we talked about this in having an open mind. I don't just mean going through the, the programs on that same track. Like, obviously... I endorse the CrossFit level one, level two, level three. They're rolling out the level four. All those programs are phenomenal. Then there's a million offerings within CrossFit, right? Programming, spot the flaw, everything, the anatomy course, they're all phenomenal. But then you can start to get outside of CrossFit and and learn maybe a, a different approach. So one of, I think, the best ways to do that, obviously, is you start to go um, find some outside sources that think and do things differently. And, and again, that's tied into a little bit about uh, from the uh, from the podcast last week where we talked about having an open mind. But just start looking and reading about different ways of doing things. Even if at the same level you're currently at, but if it's somebody that's talking about doing things differently, then right, at least you're on the right track. Um, I think the one thing that I can really speak to is how I went about doing all of this when I have said before, I pretty much had to figure it out on my own and learn how to do all this. Not just learn how to do um, my job better, but learn how to, because at the time when I didn't have a lot of people pointing me in a certain direction, I had to figure out where the good information was, right? So in terms of my development, obviously I went from not being a coach at all or not being a trainer at all to now being one of our level three trainers on staff. Um, There was a lot that happened in between and, and I'll talk a little bit about that process right now and hopefully this gives a little bit of insight. So I think the biggest thing that everyone needs to know is self-development doesn't have to be this big formalized thing. To me, it's anything you do that deepens, widens, broadens your knowledge base around a a specific uh, industry, task, skill set, whatever it might be, right? So... It doesn't just mean like you have an undergrad and you go get a master's. Like that's not all I'm talking about here. That's great if you can go do that, right? That's great if you can go sign up for a college um, college class that's offered by one of your local schools on anatomy and physiology. That would be great if you can go. You want to pay that, pay the money and take that course. That's fantastic. But that's not your only option. And what I'll do, like I said, I'll give you a little bit of my background. So. Let's just talk about like my formal CrossFit training. And I had mentioned it before. The first thing I did when I started getting into CrossFit, I was already a personal trainer. So I already had a personal training credential, but I wanted to start learning more about CrossFit. So the first thing I did was go in and get a coach. That was like learning more, number one, right? I went and hired that coach that didn't do things the way I did it. 
his specialty was completely different than mine and I hired him and worked with him for several months and we maintain a relationship even to this day and I started learning from him and and I would not only listen to him but ask tons of questions so that's number one then number two as I'm starting to explore like what this CrossFit training is I read everything I can that's written about it. Um, I started with anything that was published by CrossFit. They have this tremendous, I mean, this was the cool, this resource it was basically like my entire CrossFit education, but it was called the CrossFit Journal. And it was the original CrossFit Journal. Articles that the founder and head, head coach wrote back in like day one, right? All the way to really current stuff, videos, videos of seminars, videos of coaches doing what they do and then giving a little bit of a behind the curtain look to things. So I started reading and watching everything I could get my hands on, many of those things multiple times over, especially if it was a coach actually like looking at someone moving and then them talking about what they're seeing and then going and breaking it down with the athlete. I just, I could not get enough of that stuff. Then I did, took the formal steps. Like I signed up for the level one and went and took the course. And then after I took the course, I continued to do a lot of that, like reading, watching, asking questions from other coaches, signed up for the level two. And I think it was at like at least a year and a half or two years later. After the level two, I signed up for the an internship with CrossFit. I went and did that, learned a lot there. Did not get hired, went back, learned more. During this time, I took other courses that weren't involved with CrossFit, different ways of training, different ways of coaching, uh, specializing in different training methodologies and modalities, and then went back when CrossFit rolled out the level three, which is more of an assessment. You're not really learning anything that level three. Took that exam. It's a four-hour exam. It's crazy. We'll have a whole podcast about that test and talking about who should take it and what you need to know before you take it. Um, and then interned with CrossFit again, end up getting a job. But the, one of the biggest things that I mentioned that level three test for is because People will often ask you when they hear that you passed it, because obviously many people don't, is, hey, how did you study? What did you study? How long did you study? And my response has always been, I didn't study. But that's not really an accurate answer, and I've heard multiple uh, coaches, especially on seminar staff, say the same thing. It's not that they didn't study. They've been studying for 10 years. You're always reading you're always watching, you're always talking to other coaches, and you're in this constant state of preparing and learning and growing. Even when we're watching uh, videos of coaches doing something a different way or coaches outside of CrossFit, you're learning, you're taking in information, you're broadening your approach and your knowledge base. And again, this is every single day, still to this day. You know, you get a little bit, obsessive 
and it starts to be the only thing if this is what you really do and, and it's who you are it's just not something you do that you kind of like and it's a hobby I mean I would spend hours a day and I'm not talking about watching like little fun stuff of like people working out I'm talking about like diving into content that you had to study and think about and watch a couple times before you understand and watch whiteboard presentations over and over and over again and once you have a concept that you are interested in or you you want to learn more about because you don't really understand it then you go and look for everything you can on that and these are like you don't come away with this with some extra credential it's just more knowledge and more tools you're adding to the toolbox so this is a very informal education that you're giving yourself, but not any less productive or useful. I think often if all you're doing is chasing some more letters after your name and a credential that you can put on your business card, if you're chasing a means to an end, then you're coming up short that's for sure and and I've done that before I've done that before too it's not just uh, this isn't just me again I try to be really transparent on this thing this isn't me just talking at someone saying oh don't do this I've done that before I've taken those online courses and just breezed through them just to get it completed so that I can have it as something I have done and been through and then when you ask me two days later something about what I should have learned, I don't really have it. And that's because of my mindset going into it. Right? Everything we put in front of us, we can take something from. Again, even if it's something that their view is different than ours. The way they go about their job is different than ours. We can still learn something from it. I think um, a perfect example is, so CrossFit has the CrossFit Journal, the NSCA has the National Strength Conditioning uh, Journal, where basically it's, I guess it was, it's considered, or maybe it was, um, the authority on strength and conditioning and anything exercise or training related, um, at least at one point. The Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research. Um, and even when, even w throughout the craziness that was going on between the NSCA and CrossFit, I mean, there was some really valuable stuff in there that if you think you have nothing to gain, I, I would think you're being silly. Right? So um, I would read through that stuff. And, and sometimes it gets a little bit. A little bit wordy and you know it's it's science-based and you could take it with a grain of salt some of the articles are better than others but there's certainly stuff to be gained there I mentioned before the CrossFit journal and then this one you, you got to be a little bit careful with about but YouTube was a tremendous resource for me but you just have to know what is a good source and what isn't and I don't just mean know what is and know what isn't. Think about what you're watching critically. Don't just watch something, see somebody do it a certain way, and then you go back and you just start doing that without any sort of like thinking about what and why and asking questions and then watching more videos and practicing some things a little bit and 
exploring what you just saw, exploring, uh, making sure it's something that maybe is verified by groups of coaches or groups of trainers within the industry. It's, it's not that everything has to be widely accepted and that only things that are widely accepted are, are correct, but I mean, there's a lot of crap out there, right? So if you just see something and take it for gospel, then you go start working based off of it. You could end up getting yourself into trouble or doing things that when you look back, ah, I wish I wouldn't have done it that way. So just, you know, study it, take your time and, and really look at things critically. So, I, I mean, that right there, there's an infinite amount of information on those three resources I just gave you. The Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, the CrossFit Journal, and then just regular YouTube where you start talking about movement. And when you, any of those sources that we just, you know, talked about, there, there's going to be more videos than you can watch when you go onto YouTube through those resources. So that would be like a really informal education, right? Because, I mean, some of the people that you would try, that you would be lucky to go take a um, take a class with at a university have those same YouTube, have those same lectures posted on YouTube so I mean like come on go sit in an hour long lecture and watch it and you just got the same experience you got as somebody that's taken a course at a, at a major university and is going to have it on their degree they might not even remember it as much as you because it's not something they were necessarily into right so um that there's like an informal approach then obviously there's the track where you look for a more formalized a formalized education plan because you're going to get some resources support and feedback with that so for example let's say you wanted to take a course on nutrition and there was a uh, a local university maybe it's a community college that through a little bit of research and background information and digging, you find they actually do provide a really um, a really good baseline understanding of nutrition um, in this in a class that they offer. It's highly regarded. It gets good reviews. It's not necessarily super expensive. You go and sign up for that class, and you're going to get a teacher, someone to ask questions, assignments tests they're going to guide you through the, the the education process and it's not going to be something you have to figure out on your own right. you have to be careful again i mean i've taken classes in college at a major university and the classes were garbage compared to what i learned out in my practical experience and out on the gym floor and from you know informal education with some mentors but then again like I had great experiences in other classes. So you, you just, again, it's like watching those videos. You take the information in and you don't just regurgitate it. You're there to think about it critically, ask questions, apply it, you know, how you feel is appropriate when it's needed. And all the while you're just building your own knowledge base. Um, so that again would be like a more formal education where you go and take classes that may or may not lead to another degree plan it's just you can you you can sign up and just take classes on their own at local community colleges without having any sort of 
you know, I, I just want to take this class. It doesn't have to be any part of a degree plan, right? The another option that now I think is phenomenal is um, sometimes I actually feel guilty about listening to the radio because there's so much shit that on podcasts that I know I should be listening to that I that I can be learning from. I mean, all the people that we have mentioned or you know referenced when we're talking about different training platforms and programs and coaches and I mean. All these personalities, these people, almost all of them, have their own podcast where they have teams of people, a lot of them, going through and over all of the things that interest you or that are important or impactful to your daily um, execution of your job. So how are you not listening to it all the time? All the time. Um, For a while, it makes it hard it made it hard for me to do some of these other things, watch videos or read because I was listening to these podcasts. I would be cleaning or running or working out, listening to podcasts because there's so much information that I was like, I, I have to listen to as much as I can all the time. Right? Podcasts are, an, are a tremendous resource. Basically, any subject matter, it, type, type in a, pers- a subject matter expert's name on the podcast search and they'll probably pop up that they've been interviewed somewhere or they have a show of their own. And there you are. Now you're, again, just like you're sitting down in a class they're teaching, you're getting a high-level education. Might not come with any certificate with it, but you're getting the information nonetheless, and now you're able to apply that information to the workings, you know, the the working with your clients and the interactions you're going to have on a daily basis. So I think those are... A few different ways that you can be working on continue, continuing your education on a daily basis. I just think staying where you are is the main fear I have for new coaches. You just can't you can't be content with getting that first credential, that that level one, that entry level program, and then just staying put and thinking like, look. I knew it. I passed. I got it. I know what I need to know. Let's get to work. I mean, you're you're literally a baby who made it through one night without peeing their bed. But just like what's happening with my daughter, we made a little progress for a little while, and then she was back to peeing her bed. Right, so it's like you you passed. You got a you got a personal training credential. You got a level one. You don't know everything. You're not set now. It's not all good. You are literally standing on a peak with a mountain of information underneath you that you still need to go and explore. And there's so many different ways to do that. And I I think if you just commit to a little bit of time every single day, making yourself better, smarter, give yourself more tools, more knowledgeable, more capable. It's just going to show up in in how you do your job. We get we get so caught up in helping other people, helping our clients. I mean, our life is basically helping other people do their life better, right? It's it's our it's our purpose and and often 
we can start to put ourselves last or not show up for ourselves at all, definitely don't want to get caught up in that. Right? So a little bit of time on yourself every day can really go a long way. So just something to think about, guys. Can always push for more information. It doesn't have to be super fancy. It doesn't have to be really formal. Um, it can be, and that's great, and it can come with some sort of you know, declaration of completion, a certificate, a credential, right? Um, it, but oftentimes, some of the most valuable education doesn't come with any of that at all, right? I can tell you this right now. I do have my, my undergraduate degree. I have learned specifically to the industry that I work in now and my careers in. I have learned so much more after completing my degree and most of the things that have really led to shape me as a trainer didn't come with any sort of series of letters that now go after my name right so take some more classes read some books read some articles watch some videos listen to some podcasts do one of those things every single day and Sign up for formalized classes, go take new seminars, do something outside of your current scope, and I promise you'll see it show up every day in how you're able to do your job. So um, thanks for listening again today, guys. I look forward to um, talking to you guys again next week. We are still going to be talking about a sound knowledge base and positive attitude, and that will round out our five attributes of a great trainer. Um, From there, again, I plan to talk a little bit more about what's going on with our affiliate and also tying in some of those other episodes during the week where we talk a little bit about um, varying what we're going to you know, uh, use the show as a platform for. So, uh, if, if that's something that interests you talking about programming or something like that, talking about workouts once a week, uh, definitely let me know if you want to learn more about what's going on at the affiliate and how the things we talk about in the podcast show up daily in the affiliate that we're running here. Uh, make sure you let us know because that is continuing to be how we base the things we cover off of. So again, thanks again. Stay safe, guys. Hope everyone's healthy and look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye.